everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean McCool. Today, we've, we're going to be talking about, well, it's only a few days till Halloween, so what are we talking about, Sean? Talk about some spooky words, some words that cast spells, however you want to... Yes. <laughs> put your, let's put the Thriller album on in the background while we're, while we're doing this. That'd be fun. What was his name? Vincent Price. The laugh at the end of Thriller. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still one of the greatest all-time uh, videos, I guess. Back oh, yeah. To, you know, music videos movie. back in the day. I remember when that came out, like, I think it was in seventh grade. And I remember one of the girls at our school, her dad was the principal. And we had a party in the school cafeteria yep. for the launch of the of the Thriller video. Oh, wow. Like, they rolled out the AV cart, you know, with the big yeah. TV. And, right. you know, because the school had cable and almost nobody else did or something. Yeah. And, and we were able to watch watch the live release of the Thriller video. Oh, that's cool. We, we always, we thought we were cool. <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah, that was kind of, was kind of neat actually. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about words that cast spells. You found some stuff yeah. and then uh, it's kind of a random flight today. I've got some, some mail that I want to talk about um, that I've been saving. I got three different pieces of mail here to go over. Mm -hmm. Some lessons we can learn from that. Um, one is just a rant that I just yeah. rant about it, but the other, the other is um, good, good lessons there. So, oh man, wow. hit a button! <laughs> wow, it's like there's our intro music. <laughs> That's another intro. <laughs> yeah, different intro. Um, Got to be careful with this keyboard. Uh, keep yeah. everything away from those buttons. Yes. All right. Well, what are you drinking over there in in a uh, Sunny Knoxville. Louisville. So Louisville. I have Louisville. a, I have a maple pecan praline. Let's pull this up here. Uh, maple, maple pecan praline wake and bake from Terrapin Beer Company. Wake and bake. That's wake like, and bake. it's got THC in it. <laughs> it might. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like uh, it. It is a, um, it's Imperial stout double oatmeal uh has the aroma of maple and coffee that permeate the air reminiscent of heavy uh new england breakfast oh, oh i'm sorry heavy not not heavy a hearty new england breakfast there you go the sweet candy-like pecan praline or pecan praline taste of the south dances gracefully in the background with all three flavors in perfect harmony our maple pecan or pecan, as we say in the South, pecan, praline, wake and bake is sure to be your go-to pastry stout. Man, you had a French toast last week, right? French toast. Now I got a little, um, a little pastry pecan, stout, praline yeah. pastry, 9.4, uh, 9.4%, 50 IBUs. So, okay. um, we shall see. I didn't, I forgot my glass today, but I do have. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about incongruity today in in some of, on our topic of magic words or words that cast spells. Uh, this is what I'm going to use today. <laughs> <laughs> to drink your beer out of. Talk about pattern interruption. Yeah, <laughs> a little something to break up the pattern. How many beers do you have today? Six. <laughs> it's one can, but Just six one. glasses. That's right. 
So there we go. Look at that. It looks like an espresso. It does. It really does. I like that. That's cool. All right. Well, I've got um, beer number three of my Marty's Little Monsters uh, four pack. This one is Battle Bats. Battle Bats. There's their mugshot on the backside. There's two of them. Yep. And uh, this is a vanilla milkshake IPA, Ooh. 8% alcohol, and there's no copy about what I should be expecting or anything like that. So. <laughs> I guess vanilla milkshake. Battle Bats. Battle, reminds and, me of Battle Bots back in the day. Oh, look at that, man. That's definitely got the cloudy IPA look. Yep. Um, so we'll see where the vanilla milkshake comes in. I don't I know. I think mine's going to beat yours by a long shot. I do. I do smell some vanilla in the top. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's cheers it up. And cheers. Been waiting all day. Mm. I feel silly drinking out of a an espresso cup. <laughs> Ooh, that's good, man. Mm. Mm. I like that. Man, I think I got so a winner. The, a winner, winner. So what are the odds that you can um, pour that into that little cup six times on without spilling it? <laughs> Probably uh, pretty low. I, pretty I expect some spillage onto the keyboard here. Yeah, I would. I would slide that keyboard a little forward. <laughs> these uh, these Apple keyboards though, they take some really uh, they take some abuse. Yeah, I mean, I've spilled a number of times. Now the keys do get a little sticky from time to time, but you just like wipe those down and you're good to go. Um, we can always buy another one for like 600 bucks. (laughs) Exactly. It's like my mouse today with the charger on the bottom. Oh yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? I was, I was dead in the water. Like couldn't do anything for an hour while it charged. That makes so much sense to put it on the very bottom. Yeah. And and you know how many committee meetings I had to make through right? design meetings and everything. And everybody's like, yeah, that looks like a great spot to me. I mean, well, what could go wrong? <clears throat> There's the one sales guy in the back that says, wait a minute, I got, I got an idea. If we, they'll need a backup mouse while they're charging yes. that one. So they'll need yes. to buy another one. That's probably what sold them on the idea. <laughs> like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess. Anyway, so how's your, your beer is good, it sounds like. It's fantastic. This All is, right. this is. This is really on the edge. I'm still Uh-oh. going back and forth, but I think it may, it may, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you go first because oh, this is a difficult one. So this is by far the best IPA I've ever had. Oh, wow. So this is an IPA that I could actually drink and enjoy. <laughs> um, it's a double though, right? It's not just an IPA. It's a- it actually doesn't say double. It just says vanilla milkshake IPA. Okay. But it is 8%, so I don't know. Um, but it's good. It's got, you can tell it's got the IPA-ness to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a little sharpness on the tongue and stuff like that. Right. But you definitely get the sweetness of the vanilla milkshake. Yeah. Not super sweet by any means. But you don't have, it's not like drinking pine saw. It's yeah. definitely more like drinking, it's not a vanilla milkshake either, to yeah. be fair. But um, as far as IPA goes, for me personally, best IPA I've ever had. So I'm going to give this... This is probably the first IPA I'll give a four to. A four, not a four two, a four. A four, okay, just to clarify. Yes. That's point two. I, go, I don't want to go overboard. <laughs> People think I like IPAs, start sending me IPAs. Mm. 
Man. Uh, he's reaching for, is he going to do the button? Is it? Is it, is it a, <laughs> you know, this, I'm a little, um, I'm a little uh, biased against Terrapin. I knew, not, not to give him any shade, but I once knew a chemist that worked there. And he said the, um, you don't want to know the working conditions behind uh, a lot of these um, these beer manufacturers or these uh, brew, brewsters, brewmeisters. You don't want to know working conditions of anything in food service. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, and so I'm trying not to let that affect me because I know that goes on everywhere. I'm sure that... Um, yeah, some, you know, some contaminants get mixed in with the hops at times, but yeah, a few rat tails. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, this is amazing, though. I got to say, um, and Terrapin, these guys are based out of um, Athens, Georgia. That's going to help them a whole lot. So I'm giving them a five zero baby on this one. This is good, man. One of the few gotta, fives gotta, that. I don't think I've given a five this year. Maybe, maybe yeah, it's it's been a while it's since been, we've had a solid five on there. Yeah, let me see that can again. Shoo, man, this is so good because you can taste the coffee. That's one thing you would love about this, Sean. You can yeah. you can definitely taste the coffee in here. I wonder if that's coming from the pecans and stuff too. Probably bringing that out. Yeah. So, man, it's all right, delicious. Have to go look for have to go look for that one. Yes. So, um, kudos to you at uh terrapin brewing company good job terrapin terrapin good job so athens georgia home of them i dogs. would expect i'd expect their sales to at least double having been <laughs> getting a five on our podcast we expect a little kickback from a you, royalty would from be you nice guys um i think this is the first five that terrapin has been awarded on our show so Wow. That's very good. Um, yeah, they should add that to their website. Five <laughs> pints on Persuasion by the Pint. I'm going to let them know. Yeah, reach yeah. out to I mean, and inform them. Gold medals from your advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? We do need to list on our page. I'll have to go back in. Oh, man. And that would take an extensive amount of research, which we're not going to do. So yeah. that won't happen. <laughs> we probably should have thought that through and made a list. But <laughs> from this point on, maybe. It probably won't happen, maybe. though. No. Uh, we can't even remember from week to week what we had the previous episode. So No, I can't. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Well, let's roll into, uh, let's cast some spells, man. Let's, let's cast let's, some spells. So, let's find out what these magic words are and... What other cliches can we say? Magic words. So I'm strolling through the aisle of my. What was it originally called? What would you? What was the book originally, or the title originally going to be? Um, something about the brain. Oh, words that. uh, Oh yeah, words that manipulate the brain. Yeah, and you come up as being the, the savvy, suave copywriter that you are. Came up with a much better headline. The yes, experienced. You were like the Walter White of copywriting, Sean. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn bio. You should. The Walter White, the uh, the, the master chemist of copywriting. Hey, yeah. there we go. I'm coming up with hey. some stuff. Um, so I'm walking down the aisle of, this was a couple of weeks ago, of my uh, local uh, Dollar General uh, picking up some something. I don't know what I was getting. Um, probably just probably some, 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 some stuff from my stuff. office. <laughs> huh? 
probably picking up some uh, some some of the essentials, toilet paper, paper towels, uh, and things like that. For the, maybe uh, you're looking for lumpy mail stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I have I have done that um, at the yeah. uh, Dollar General. That's a great place to find lumpy lumpy mail stuff. It but is. I'm in the uh, checkout aisle, and I see this caught my eye. The art of deception. It's one of those. Um, uh, Sean's <laughs> with words since. Oh, very good. I love that. Yeah, you have been, Sean. That's, yeah. that's you got to tell. I I need some secret pointers there, buddy, for sure. Um. So the word. So I went to. I was obviously. There's a whole lot of stuff in this magazine. On some of it's like dark psychology. Uh, mind manipulation, body language, the science of persuasion. So anytime you see stuff like this, this is like pattern interruption stuff. You see this stuff like, you know, it's like yeah. right in the middle of a, um, like people magazine or something like that. So, yeah. so I picked up a copy and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take that. Cause it's probably got something that we can probably use on our show. And I went to this page on how do words manipulate the brain? Hmm. Okay. So Sean, I've got a little, uh, I've got a little test for you here. Okay. All right. And you've probably done this before. Um, so I want you to give responses. I want you to give very quick, not thought out, not a thought out response, uh, to the following. Okay. I want you to okay. answer these in order with quick responses. Oof. What falls from the sky in winter? Snow. What color is a wedding dress? White. What do cows drink? Uh, see, I was going to say milk. <laughs> but see, you thought you stopped, right? You knew there was a yeah. catch coming on, right? I, I, I was, yeah. But yeah, white. <laughs> yeah. So you see where I'm going with this, right? I mean, that's how, uh, you know, your response, but you caught yourself, but 90% of the people out there would answer yeah, the question but, with milk. But to prove the brain concept, like the first word that entered my brain was milk yeah that's right that's right and so why was, was that just, because you were pr- you were primed right with the yeah we the were previous in the two. white yeah we were in the white file cabinet in my brain <laughs> that's right, right. So, it, so it was like oh it must be related to white because these two other things are related <laughs> to to white so yeah because our brain is always looking for patterns yeah, absolutely. And so we, we are primed. And so that's a, it's a prime example of priming people. And you think about that in persuasion and, you know, obviously in sales copy and everything that you do, always be thinking about that in ways that you are, you know, priming the answer that you, you want, uh, so to speak. But it says here, it's interesting. I underline this. It says, um, you know, about 90%, 90% of the people who are asked this question would say, obviously say milk. That's what cows drink because they're primed with the first two answers. And the reason obviously is the first two questions lead us to an association with the color white. When the brain catches the signal word cow and the third question, we immediately go to milk, which is obviously white. Advertising makes very good use of these subconscious mechanisms, which can even trick our taste buds. Which of these would you rather drink? Tropical sensation or fireside warmth? Researchers at the University of Applied Studies and Research in Germany devised a test to assess, assess people's preference. So what do you think between those two, Sean? What, what is more the more appetizing beverage? Tropical sensation or fi- fireside warmth? I think it would depend on setting, but mm-hmm. 
I'm going to say tropical sensation. Yes. You were, you would be correct. That was, However, the one. but I, I think, think it I would was, be, uh, a lot of it would be primed on, I mean, it would depend on, um, yeah, if I was in the winter and I was drinking liquor, yeah, it yeah. sounds like a great whiskey name. Or yeah, if you've just or come off the ski of slopes, based, yeah. yeah, some type of whiskey based drink, some type of yeah, yeah, some type of warm winter drink. Yeah, so I do think context would matter. But if I just have the words to deal with, yep, then definitely tropical sensation. Yeah, yeah, and so it says uh, the result tropical tropical sensation uh, tasted more exotic, fruity, and refreshing than fireside warmth. So it really is depends yeah. depends on the setting. Um, even though both of these teas, your teas, uh, were identical. Uh, oh, it's for a tea. Yeah. It's for a tea. So, um, so yeah, I mean, to me, like I said, coming off, off the ski slopes in the winter time, sitting next to a cozy fire. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, very, cause both of those would indicate warmth in some way. Yeah. To me, tropical just comes across a little more like playful too right. like i didn't think warmth with tropical to me tropical was more exciting mm-hmm. interesting yeah fun yeah stuff like that whereas fireside warmth to me created this image of obviously fireside right slowing down relaxing so that's why i think it could work either way but sure that is interesting if you just do those two by themselves mm-hmm. yeah i can see most people picking <clears throat> tropical sensation um, it says the combination of letters does not have to make sense. It just has to sound good and be, uh, patentable, uh, and easy to pronounce any, anywhere in the world. Product descriptions have rules of their own that are equally arbitrary. Various studies have shown that consumers think baked goods taste better if the package claims that they are made from grandma's recipe <laughs> or that they are traditional. Uh, but all cookies in the studies were uh, were the exact same goods with two different kinds of packaging. So, I mean, product advertisers do this all the time. Yeah, you know they're te- they they're constantly testing. But yeah, grandma's cookies compared to whatever other brand. I mean, everybody thinks naturally thinks that the <laughs> grandma's is probably better ingredients, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Auntie Anne's is probably a lot more yeah. enjoyable than. Uncle Louie. Yeah. You know, as far as pretzels go, right? right? It's like, I don't know, Uncle Louie handing out pretzels. That could be a little shady. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a van parked out back as well? Right. <laughs> Auntie Anne. I mean, how are you going to go wrong with that? That's right. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, literally, like just a few quick words and you have yeah. put a spell on somebody's brain and get them to, to react the way you want them to react. Yeah. And I always use that they're prime words and I have like an index of words when I write emails or sales letters to, you know, my clientele and I, with the industry that I'm, I'm in. So I'm looking for obviously things like, uh, also, you know, cost effective, um, cost savings. Uh, those are things that obviously purchasing agents naturally gravitate to, you know, you don't say cheaper, uh, I never use the word cheaper or less expensive because I, I don't want to sell at a cheap, you don't, you don't want to commoditize yourself. Right. But I want to present cost saving strategies when I'm, you know, obviously uh, writing or, con, you know, communicating with a buyer or a purchasing manager. And you could say overall 
lower costs. Yeah, right. Because cost is, I think I remember a sales manager one time told me, like there's price and then there's cost. Exactly. Yeah. And they're not the same. Price nope. is just the the price of the unit. Right. Cost is everything around that. You know. So this week we had to replace a battery in the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the cost of the battery, and then or there's the price of the battery, and then there's the cost of downtime. Sure. Driving to the store, getting a new battery. Right. Like all the stuff that goes around it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the cost is always much more. It's much higher, and sometimes as much or more than the price itself. Right. Yep. And that's the thing you want to focus on is, is cost, not price. That's right. And most, and most purchasing agents, they do think like that. And you have to, now your average consumer may not think like that. You would have to explain it. Mm -hmm. But when you do in a presentation, sales presentation at the kitchen table with your yellow legal pad and black Sharpie, it it makes a lot of sense. Sure it does. Yeah. What are some other uh, goodies in that little magazine. And let me see the cover again. I might have to see if I can go find <laughs> that one too. Um, this is called the art of deception. This is from the, uh, I thought this might be like a, you know, like one of time. these time magazines, but it's not, it's just like all in and of it. I mean, it's, there's no um, large magazine company that, uh, that puts this hmm. out. It seems. I'll have to see if I can find it. Yeah. You found it at Dollar General. <laughs> Dollar General. So <laughs> Uh, you know, you never know what you'll find at Dollar General. So uh, this is true. it's not necessarily, th- this doesn't necessarily mean that you'll find a copy at your Dollar General. They throw everything in there locally. Um, how do you handle a hostage, hostage taker? This is interesting. Okay. So this talk about a, uh, uh, well, from the classic movie speed, <laughs> you shoot the hostage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And we've talked about this with, uh, you know, the Chris Voss, he's got the, um, uh, the, he does a lot of negotiation stuff. I'm trying to remember the title of his book that, uh, doesn't come, doesn't come to me off the top of my head. It's, uh, how, let's see how to negotiate anything or something like that. But, um, so this is says, how do you, how do you handle a hostage taker? Uh, we were first introduced to Captain Kip Rustenberg, a crisis negotiator with the Maricopa uh, County Sheriff's Office in Phoenix, and discovered that she's a consummate professional when it comes to dealing with hostage takers. Her sworn duty is to thwart all of their demands and ensure each deadline passes without incident, because if a hostage taker gets away, more and more lives could be a danger. There are just three acceptable outcomes in a scenario when you have a, when a, when you have a hostage scenario. <laughs> he gets killed during the course of the rescue attempt or he kills himself. Um, so as a negotiator, your task is to ensure that it ends in the first way because studies have shown that the survival rate for anyone involved in about, is about 97%. Uh, the former head of a FBI field office says... Uh, so let me get to the part where we're talking. Um, so here it is a uh, top negotiator for the FBI. Two people involved have to have, have to swap roles. A negotiator has to use certain words to paint the hostage taker as part of the solution rather than part of the problem. In practice, it could go simply like this. Here we go. Quote, Ricky, I want you to know that while the guy, and, and I remember Chris Voss talking about this. He's a, just a fantastic guy 
to go to on negotiation. I think he's got some master classes out there on negotiation. Um, but he would say, Ricky, I want you to know that while the guy, uh, while the guy has not been shot, uh, so while the guy has not been shot in a situation like this, anything can happen by accident, but the way you have taken control since then is great. So you're trying to make yourself part of his, you're working with him. Uh, no one else has been hurt. Uh, so you're trying to make the hostage taker part of the solution instead of being part of the problem. Um, so you have to, uh, you're kind of commending him so far for the work that he's done, so to speak, yeah. and instead how he's, him and yeah. Instead of saying, and, "Listen, here's what can happen if you continue to go down this path. This can be a huge problem." That's not the way you want to work with him and say, "So far, things have gone well, uh, Sean. No one's been hurt, and I just want to commend you, Sean, that uh, so far yeah, you're doing a great job. You've handled this uh, the way you uh, in a very professional way." <laughs> Um, if I ever take hostages, I'm going to have a copy of uh, Chris's <laughs> book with me. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, exactly. Um, Be like, hold on, let me get back to you. I got to study this chapter. So it's where just, you're going next. Let's see if we can arrive at a peaceful resolution so we can all get out of here safely. The most important rule, whatever we promise them, we have to stay true to our word and de- deliver on, says uh, the author of this article, because if they think we're lying, we've lost our mightiest weapon, which is a spoken word. So, uh, yeah. I go through this, That's, you know, I think about this, not in hostage negotiation, but in like price negotiations, a lot of times with yes. companies. And this is where things get very, very tense sometimes. And yeah. I've been in several of those situations recently, especially with, um, when you're talking about price increases, which has been, you know, the forefront and with most people lately or most companies having to raise their prices, raw materials, raw goods going up. And then you have to have those, those uncomfortable discussions. And if it's a significant increase, those are typically done across the table from several people. (laughs) And you have the, uh, you have the unfortunate situation of being the one guy that presents the bad news. Um, But I always tempest it. Like I, you know, I always like try to uh, explain to them, I'm on your team, right? And I'm going to do whatever we can to push back on these, uh, on these raw materials and see if there's other solutions, but I need you to work with me and help me in this. So let's see if we can work together as a solution. And then that's where I come in as a, an advisor. And we start looking at ways that we can, you know, reduce their output, reduce their usage. Um, How can we logistically structure their deliveries? Maybe they're taking too many deliveries in one week and maybe we need to identify, maybe they're ordering too much at a time, you know? So I'm trying to come across and work with them as an advisor. Um, But the last thing I'll ever do is, you know, backtrack, you know, that the price is non-negotiable. Let's see how we can help you and work together um, in this. So I try to make it like that. Like we're on a team, we're working towards a common goal. Yeah, I can tell you from having written, you know, some pretty long sales letters that if you have one phrase or one sentence buried on page 20, yeah, that counters a lot of what you just said mm-hmm. in the previous 20 pages where you kind of earn if they're on page 20, you've earned their trust. Yeah. Like they're they're almost sold if not already sold, right? Yeah. 
they're now looking for reasons to to change their mind if they're that far in typically. So the, if you say, even if it's not like a clear argument against what you just said, but it's just, it could be perceived that way. Right. You got to get rid of that stuff in your, in your sales pages and webinars and presentations. Yeah. Cause it just comes across like, like you said, you lose the trust mm-hmm. that everything you said is now questionable. Right. Absolutely. So, so yeah, you really have to look for it. And that's where sometimes it requires another person to read your stuff. Yeah. Cause you think you explained it clearly mm-hmm. and you may not think that that means anything. And somebody else will read it and be like, Whoa, that, <laughs> that's like that line right. kind of came out of nowhere. Right. I was editing some copy this week and like their opening line and their next line just made no sense together. Right. Just, they felt like they were two totally different thoughts. Ah. I'm sure in the writer's mind, mm-hmm. there was a connection. Sure. But they didn't, they didn't write the connection. So it came across just really clunky and like, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> and that's when, you know, you close the email or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's very important that you, that you not counter what you've already said. Right. Accidentally. So you got to definitely read through and get somebody else to read through your stuff. Yep. So that was some pretty cool stuff. I like the, you know, the priming of the words and um, I definitely have, we'll have to go a little deeper on that on a future episode. I want to, there's a lot of stuff in here. There's some deep, there's some dark stuff. I'm not going to get into that um, uh, today, but uh, oh, is, Sele- selection season. Some of this is like, um, you know, in here, how to recognize a sociopath. Um, oh Yeah. And uh, how to deal with a sociopath, uh, psychopaths, the world, the history of psychopaths. And it's got everybody from, um, you know, Hitler to Paul Pot to, <laughs> you know, Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, yeah. And the biggest traitors of the world, you know. Um, but like what, what, what drives these people? What makes these people? It's kind of, it's kind of fascinating. Um, how do yeah. you get suspects to talk? How do you get, it's, it's really interesting to go through, but, um, definitely have to find a copy of that maybe I can find how, on eBay or something. Yeah. How body language turns your face into a traitor. Ooh, man, <laughs> the average person touches his or her face about 40 times per hour. Coincidence? Not according to face reading expert, Eric standup. Every gesture has a hidden meaning to decode it. We need only to take a closer look. Mm. Oh, wow. So how you're, you know, what you do with your hands, you know, how you blink your eyes, how you twitch your nose, all of those things give away clues. And I they're, don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> they're people that can uh, read you like a book out there. You know, that's what these. Oh, man. CIA, of course, not. most CIA people don't know. But I think we all know this on some subconscious level. Mm-hmm. That's where we get the gut feeling that something's not off and I can't put, I can't really put words to it, but I kind of feel that like this conversation with this person is not quite right. Yeah. You know, we get that when we meet not just salespeople, but every, you know, all kinds of people. Sure. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, trust in those things. Let's talk about some direct mail. Oh, awesome. Let's do it. Let's get into some good stuff. I got three pieces of mail that I just wanted to share real quick. Um, So this won't take that long. Um, but one of them was we've been serious XM customers for a while in our cars, mm-hmm. but lately we just don't drive as much. Mm-hmm. We don't go, you know, as many places and the bill came up and we were like, 
eh, really don't want to pay for that. It keeps getting more expensive. So we let it lapse. Right. Right. And found a radio station. Did you mm-hmm. know they still do commercials on radio stations? No way. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Right. Um, but we only listen to like five channels and they're, you know, they want us to buy the whole, yeah, whole package of stuff. And we're right. like, nah, you know, we're good. We'll just listen to the radio and a few commercials. Sure. Um, so then, uh, you know, about three weeks after the cancellation, they did what any good company should be doing, and they tried to win us back. Of course. So they sent a letter in the mail. Um, <laughs> oh, you know the, what? I'm going to cancel mine so I can get one of those. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so in, in the on the envelope, it said serious uh, immediate action required subscription information, right? Mm-hmm. So it looks like a bill or something. Yeah. Then on the front, um, it says, get our most popular plan for $5 a month, which by the way, is like a third or more of what they usually charge. I think no, it's like 25 bucks a month. Now it's like 30 bucks a month, I think. Right. Yeah. So I think after the 12 months, it goes to 1799 for the basic plan that Uh doesn't get into like a lot of the sports and things like that, which we don't listen to anyway. Um, but if you listen to sports, yeah, it's more like 30. Right. So, but you know, 12 months for $5, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, well, I'd be willing to do that. You know, I didn't want to pay the, you know, whatever, but if right. I can pay $5 a month, yeah, I'll keep, keep going. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably sign back up on the $5 a month. Plan. Super smart on their part to do something like that. You know? Yeah. Cause you know, you know, the cut, I mean, we've been customers for years now with a couple different vehicles and, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's just, like I said, we're just, Tamara's not, you know, selling real estate anymore. So she's not in her car all the time, right. you know, like she was, I work from home. It's just, there just wasn't much need. Sydney listens on her phone more than she listens to. Yeah. Right. To serious. So, right. um, it's good. But the, the point is if somebody cancels, it doesn't mean they're gone forever. Of course not. If you, if you send them an offer to get them back, then you can usually retain that customer and you really have, I mean, this letter probably cost them, you know, 30 cents by bulk mail. Did you, know, you cancel online? Did you go through the process online? To we cancel? just let it lapse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We just let it lapse. So, um, wait, they didn't keep you know, dinging your card or I mean, no, cause we paid annually and there's not a auto renew on annual. Oh, okay. I gotcha. But so, that is the, it's interesting you say that cause that is part of this deal mm-hmm. is that you go on auto renew. So after 12 months, it goes back to 1799 a month, but it's okay. auto bill. Gotcha. Yeah, but we've all, we, we don't like doing auto bill on a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, right. So we, we worry, but they, they got us, they, they got me thinking about it. We just haven't pulled the trigger, but yeah, it's a good offer. Right, it is a good and, offer. And it's smart on their part. The reason I was asking is a lot of these times, a lot of these uh, companies, when you go, especially when you cancel online, they go, they take you to a page where you give a reason why. And that's helpful yeah. data for you as a, you know, as a company to know reasons why, and you can like, yeah. is it, you know, is it just not a priority right now? Do you have, are you, is it too much to your budget? So that gives them a lot of good feedback, you know? So whenever yeah. I cancel um, a subscription to something, a lot of times, especially if it's online, they'll just take you to that and ask you a series of questions. What's the reason why you're no longer going to be, I think audible does that, especially if you do that. Cause sometimes I've canceled, I'm back on audible, but I've canceled before for a period of time. Cause I get all these books that I wouldn't have time to read. I'm like, man, I got to take a break and catch up on some of this stuff. Yeah. And inevitably they would, they're smart enough. And this is a good lesson. They're smart enough to say, 
what's the reason why? And if it's like you don't have time right now or if you just need a break, they'll say, well, we can do this. We can just put a pause on your subscription. You know, you don't yeah. have to cancel at all. You can get a three-month, four-month break or whatever and right. then come back to it. So. And that solves the problem, right? Yeah. At least, even if it's only temporarily, it does sure. solve the problem. Right. I mean, ClickFunnels does the same thing. When I was at Funnel Hacking Live, Russell mentioned that the amount of money they make from they charge $9 a month to pause your account. Sure. And keep all your data in there, right? As opposed to just totally wiping that's, it. Yeah, that's 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 they make brilliant on their million, They make millions of dollars per year on dormant accounts. <laughs> I'm sure they do. And those aren't going wanna, away because that's all that stuff, all that content, all that yeah, stuff all that they've worked so like, hard. They're not just going to let that go. I mean, right. So you know, it's like, oh, I might need that someday. You know, it's like, you know, we're all paying for Dropbox storage and we don't even <laughs> right. know what most of it's in there. <laughs> we forget, you know, right? It's like, yeah. So, um, so another card I got that's interesting was, you know, this is the envelope thing. We've talked about this several times, but here's a real life one that came in the mail uh, a couple weeks ago. So check this out. This is the envelope. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's, it's not like a number 10 envelope. So here's your, like comparatively speaking, like, you know, a number 10 envelope that yep. came from dish or I mean, Sirius XM. So mm-hmm. this is probably three inches shorter. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a stationary envelope. Yes. Like an A4. Which I is think. attractive because it feels like a letter. Right. And it's got a real stamp. If yep. you look, it's got a live, yep. live stamp, handwritten address. Is that real handwriting? Is that printed? Man, that looks real. Looks it's like real. It. You can feel the bumps in it. Yeah. So it's probably one of those machines, you know, yep. that does it. Um, yeah. So it, it, it feels real. Um, I can even feel on the backside of the paper. So it's real. So I was like, and there's no return address, no company name, nothing. Right. Cause a lot of times people will do all of this work on the front mm-hmm. with the live stamp and the handwritten address. And then on the back flap, it'll say ABC company. Yeah. Or something like that. And it just <laughs> right. it totally ruins it. You know? Yep. That's, so this had nothing on it. And I was like, who is sending me a letter? Sure. Like, that's so sweet. Like who's sending me a letter? And then I open it up and it is, and I've talked about these guys before. It is renewal by Anderson. The oh people. yes. I know that. And on their stationery, they've written me a nice little note mm-hmm. that says, hello there. Wow, it seems like temperatures and energy costs are extreme these days. Yeah. Keeping those you love comfy inside your home is costing more than ever. And your old windows and doors are are causing you to overspend. In October, we're offering our biggest BOGO ever. Before October 31st, buy one window or door and get the second 50% off. And with special finances, you'll pay nothing for a year. If you'd like to work with us, if you'd like us to work up a price, please give us a call. You'll be happy you did. Phone number, signature. We've got loads of five-star reviews on Google. Find out why. Yeah. And then there's a, a coupon, kind of ride-along coupon. Sure. It's also signed. That's great. That's- a website to go to, 50percentoffwindows.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can, I didn't go there, so I, didn't, I don't know what it is. We're renting the house, so this doesn't actually apply to me. But these guys, every single week, I get some new type of marketing from them. So it must be working because they're sending out a ton of mail every 
every week. Yeah, if it weren't working, they wouldn't keep doing it. So it's got to yeah. be. Yeah. So that was a really good example of like disguising a letter. They're usually in like the the newspaper flyer, the um, like the grocery store flyers right. on Wednesday. They usually have a ride along in there. But this was the first time I've actually got an envelope from mm-hmm. them. So I thought that was kind of cool. cool. And then the last thing, I just got a rant. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm rant little, time. I'm a little upset on this last piece of mail I got. Oh. Um, it really, it really kind of hurt actually. <laughs> oh wow. And it's, uh, it was addressed to me. Like I can't say it was for Tamara because it's got my name on it. Mm-hmm. So it says, uh, "It's a really pretty brochure." So here's mm-hmm. the brochure. Yeah. Looks like a nice house, maybe something like that. Yeah. The area's newest, most innovative senior living community. (laughs) Is that AARP again? (laughs) I know. It's like now is the time to choose assisted living. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? And then, uh, so I open it up and I'm like, oh, that is kind of (laughs) nice. Like, (laughs) these are some nice apartments here. Yeah. It's like um, the community, is it? And the last page is like, is it time to consider assisted living? <laughs> wow. I tried to make, I tried to make myself feel better. Like, well, maybe they're sending this to me because they think my parents need this. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's why I'm on the list. Right. So, I don't know if this is an example of good marketing or bad marketing. Like, did they really scrub their list very well? If I'm getting this, um, uh, or is it, yeah? And if it was intended more for my parents, like it should have said something like that on here. Like, you know, are you getting stressed about mm-hmm. what to do with your parents, right. you know, as they age sure. or who's going to help take care of your parents as they age or something like that. That would have been, to me, it feels a little more appropriate. Um, yeah. It's just like, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I 51. I feel like I'm getting this a little too early. Yeah. And that's I a lot so. of money. I mean, this is a four page full color, brochure um this was probably not cheap to send out and I can't yeah i don't think that, they filtered that list. My, yeah i don't think my whole street here is ready for this like right. most of my street is probably about my age there's some that are older for sure but mm-hmm. um so if they just kind of did it geography you know from a geography standpoint so yeah i don't know if i'm on a list or what but yeah that that kind of hurt <laughs> you know so so be careful when you send out mail <laughs> If you don't have your list targeting right, you could probably offend somebody forever. To their credit, you know? though, let me say that today's 50-year-old, uh, it's a different, I think there's a different mindset than yesteryear's 50-year-old, you know? so Well, they should keep up with the time. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I have to say, like, I was looking at the apartment, I was like, huh. I wonder how much it cost. <laughs> exactly. Part no of your, money, uh, no, part, no part of your <laughs> built in dining, you know, got breakfast yeah. made for you every day. Sure. Yeah. They that got like a, nice. They've got a state of the art fitness center. They've got a, well, listen, you know, you and I were getting a lot in day spa. You I were mean, getting ARP stuff back in your forties. Right. I mean, I remember three, I think I started getting them last year. Okay. Two, well, well, maybe two years ago. Yeah. I got my first mailing three years ago. And I'm 40, let's see, I'm in my late 40s, so. um, Well, I know they are intensely starting earlier. Like, their their whole campaign strategy right now is get ready for retirement instead of in retirement. So, they're really trying to lower their age and capture people sooner, which is smart, right? Because if you can get people in, 
but I, there's not many other AARP type organizations out there. So I don't know why you need to yeah. get in much earlier, but right. cause they want you buying, you know, they want you already locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. So when you start turning 65 and you have to buy Medicare and you have to do all these other things that they, yeah, they want you their name to primed and ready. Yes, exactly. Back to priming. Yep. Um, but it is a little, it's, it's a tough line to walk because it can be a little offensive to people who don't feel like they're old enough to get that stuff. Right. Um, so I don't know if they need to be more direct about that Yeah. and be like, Hey, we know you think you're not ready, (laughs) but let me show you five reasons why ARP could be a good step before retirement. Or you may think this is, you may think it's too early to consider this, but let me, let me explain. Yeah, that would, that would help. For I sure. think that would be, a, yeah. yeah, definitely a lot better. Yeah. Um, and then you could show the benefits of, of why getting early is, is beneficial. So. Right. Cause that Those line the, would work for a pretty broad range. If you said you may think you're too early. Cause that, I mean, that might work when you're in your sixties and don't yeah. want to face reality of, you know, the possibilities of. Well, especially with a lot more people working freelance right. and independent sure. contractor roles, like they're not going to, they're not retiring at 65, right? Yep. They're going to keep working. Yep. So definitely, um, let's see what our, one of our viewers has to say. Christopher Lee says, this would be a great show. If we could just skip all the juvenile chit chat about beer and get to the point. <laughs> well, that ain't going to happen. This is part of the show, man. I'm sorry. You are a welcome to skip ahead. Juvenile chit chat about beer. Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Pour me um, another one. Okay, so we, we get about, the point, Chris. About, Not everybody loves beer, but we do. Uh, and it's our show. So um, Start your own show without the beer. That's fine. <laughs> we don't care. I do have to say, though. Um, but thank you for commenting, Chris. We always like comments. And we do, we do acknowledge. We do co- sometimes go long on the beer reviews. But that's just part of what we do, man. We, we say we, we have a beer show that's the where we also talk about marketing, right? Even though yeah. we're not beer experts, we just drink it. Yeah. So, um, so I've got one thing on marketing and this is a great example. We've talked about this before on how to, speaking of ads that you heard on, on, uh, on the radio, uh, earlier, Sean, um, you know, traditional, this is like terrestrial radio I'm listening to this week. So I do have, I listen to XM radio, but I also occasionally tune into the local. I like to kind of hear local radio just because I love to hear local ads and, yeah. and see. And I heard a very good uh, advertisement this week. And it goes back to the whole thing that we've talked about in previous shows, creating problems. So, you know, sometimes you're, you need to look at different, you know, stop doing what your all your competition's doing within your the market, the same space that you're in. So I heard a great example of a company that does water treatment this week. They mentioned nothing about clean water. They hmm. talked about kidney stones. <laughs> so I got an, which company was it? I'm curious. Um, I know somebody in the business, so I'm curious if it was them. Aqua AquaClear, I think AquaClear. Yes. Yeah. It's David Brewster. Yes, David. David Brewster, AquaClear. Yeah, yes. so the whole thing was just describing the painful experience of having kidney stones. And really, he painted a I've never had kidney stones, but I, I've, all, I've talked to so many people in the past who have experienced kidney stones. And trust me, 
just from the feedback, anybody that I've ever talked to, I never want to have those things because they're the most painful no. things you can imagine. Sounds like it. Yes. But this ad, it, they did a brilliant job of just painting, uh, you know, the painful experience of what it's like to have a kidney stone. So I'm curious, like, how did that, what was the hook for that? Like you're driving along in your car. What did you hear first that caught your attention? Cause you're um, not even like, you're not even a kidney stone sufferer and it still caught your attention. It did, but I, I think it caught my attention more from just, it was pattern interruption more than anything yeah. because you don't hear that from a, you know, a water treatment company or a water filtration company that, you know, does what, I guess that's what they do, right? Water filtration. Yeah, they do the in-home water systems. Yeah. So, you know, they're always doing the same thing, which is cleaner water, you know, eliminate the hard water in your, in your, you know, yeah. you know what it's like to have hard water, especially if you take a shower, your hair feels really weird when you have hard water and you don't want to drink that stuff. But I've never heard them talk about, you know, the, like, what are the ramifications of hard water, which is, you know, I guess you get kidney stones um, or, I don't know if it's hard water, but mineral deposits in the water can lead to kidney stones over time if you're you know constantly consuming that. But they didn't talk anything about that that possibility. They didn't even link that. They just went into talking about kidney stones. So it was kind of a pattern wow. interruption right there because uh, it would draw it. It drew me to it, you know. And I don't. I yeah. forget how it started, but just the whole. If I can. If I can find the recording, I will play it on an upcoming episode just to hear because they just. I thought they did a fantastic job, but it goes back to my, um, you know, our discussion of look for opportunity, look for problems that are outside of what you're traditionally doing. You know, what could this yes. lead to and create problems? You know, like we talked about, you know, how, you know, Listerine, you know, Listerine, what was it? It was never used. It was never invented to, for, as a, as a means to eliminate bad breath. Right. <laughs> so that was like a, a lot of feedback came from their market, the market segment, uh, or they realized, you know, this could be beneficial for bad breath. And yeah. then they used that and that opened up the whole new opportunity and a whole new marketplace, uh, for them. So look for opportunities, ways that you can create opportunities. I mean, just, and obviously they prefaced the ad with saying, you know, we can't make medical claims or anything like that, you know, so they made sure to cover their bases, um, you know, on the radio spot is like, we're not medical experts and blah, blah, blah. But, um, but they simply painted the picture of what it's like to have a kidney stone. Yeah. And you know, that, that same idea could be taken and it also makes the problem more urgent, right? Yes. Yeah. Cause you know, having cleaner, softer waters, like nobody really knows what that means. Right. Until you experience it but it doesn't seem like it's a real problem in your life. Right. I mean, sure. Yeah. Maybe you get some soap scum on your stuff or like, it's just, you know, but you know, I don't want a sales guy coming out, blah, blah, blah. But you're telling me I can prevent kidney stones. And right. if I've had those, I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Let me talk to somebody today. Well, you know, so it, it definitely changes sure. the urgency mm -hmm. by going that direction. You could do the same thing with like, you know, for women, like, as they age, hair falls out. And one of the things yeah. is the chlorine in the water and things like that. Right. So that's another mm -hmm. health type issue they could go towards. Sure. So yeah, that's, that's really smart. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting. One of my first ever copy projects was, was for David. Um, really? Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I'll have to like, he does a lot of radio spots. So yeah, no, he's doing really well. He's been doing this for, and he's got a nice little jingle too. I mean, that's another, that's another, 
Um, you know, that's another good marketing tip is like he has, and I forget like aqua, you know, I can almost like hum it. I can hear it in the back of my mind playing, you know, their little jingle. Um, I can't remember it word for word, but I can hear their, their jingle going on in my mind. Uh, and that's another thing because it's memorable. He he yeah. he always finds ways to make it memorable. And that was like again, I've never had ki- kidney stones. To me, that was pattern interruption. But yeah. I can Im- I could only imagine. I was thinking through that ad. If I knew someone, or well, I do know someone. But if I've ever had, if I had ever experienced kidney stones previously, and I heard that ad, it would definitely uh, capture my attention. To oh, for sure. Uh, you know, if I wasn't treating the water that I had, I would certainly be in the process of doing that right away because I would want to go through that again. Yeah. I'll see if I can dig up the, uh, the old ad I did. We did a, this was, I don't know, this is back in 2008 probably. Mm -hmm. And one of the neighborhoods, Teleco village out there was having all kinds of problems with like getting pinholes in their, and their copper pipes because of the stuff that's in the water. Sure. So we did this whole ad that we stuffed in mailboxes, um, like a, a, ba- a front page back and back. And it looked, I wrote it to look like, like a homemade community newsletter. Right. Right. Like water news or something like that. Sure. Um, cause it was a big topic for the, and this community has like 3000 residents. It's a retirement community. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were all complaining about it. Right. It was just the thing going on in the area at that time. Yeah. So we tapped into the current news. We made it look homemade and it, we read like an interview with David mm-hmm. Yep. and he talked about how hard water deposits are causing this. And sure, if you yeah. get a filtration system, yeah. it'll take care of it in the future and all that. Yeah. He got more calls and more appointments off that than wow. any, anything he had done in a long time. Awesome. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and again, cause it was kind of like this, you know, this letter it slipped through the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the wall that people put up with sales stuff and it sure. looked like, by the time you got through, you just realized it was a sales letter, yeah. not a community newsletter. Right. <laughs> so right. Yeah. And then you're already in and it's you're like, too oh, late. Yeah. You have been brain mesmerized. Is, <laughs> the like, spell has been cast at that point too late. So you have been charmed. All right. Good stuff. Well, I'm man. sorry we disappointed Christopher with our <laughs> beer talk, but I think that was a pretty good show overall yeah, yeah um chris just skip like, ahead always skip to about 10 minutes ahead in the show and you'll yeah, be eight fine. to 10 minutes you'll probably be about fine <laughs> you, you'll be just in time uh, for the ratings yeah so <laughs> listen to the first like minute for the to get the teaser mm-hmm. and then if you want to skip the beer talk skip the beer talk yeah. we don't care we're gonna sleep just fine whether That's you listen right. to the beer talk or not so well, let's wrap up. I uh, I do want to hit next week um, if we have time, and and we'll see what uh, what's on our agenda for next week. We may have a guest a guest too, but I want to re- revisit. I was going back through one of the old books that we have um, gone through in the past, and I think it's a book that we when we first started this show like five years ago. That sounds like forever ago, Sean. Um, Blair Warren's forbidden forbidden. Oh wow, yeah, forbidden keys to persuasion. Okay. Uh, there are some things that I was going through that book this week and, uh, man, I, there's some things on that that I really want to revisit on an upcoming episode, I think next week. And, uh, again, if we have a guest, we might do a two show episode or something like that, but yeah. I'll send you some stuff from the book that, um, that really jumped out to me that we can hone in on. I know 
from our comments on our show, a lot of the past comments that we've had were related to this book alone. And um, yeah, a lot of people have bought this book because we talked about it. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a fantastic book. I mean, I got to give obviously credit to Blair Warren. He did a fantastic job and he doesn't promote a lot. I mean, it's like most, he's kind of under the radar, you know, but yeah. um, he's got to be, no, that'll be fun. Yeah. Book. We'll revisit that. I mean, that's like episodes top. I mean, the first 20 episodes, wasn't it? Exactly. Somewhere in there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, majority of our comments come off of that, um, the uh, the book the series that we did on that book so uh, we peaked I guess we peaked early <laughs> yes oh, well. we did <laughs> now people just turn in except for Chris they tune into our beer reviews so yes um, but yeah that's a that's a wrap Sean you got anything else man I don't uh, you know just the old here here's I don't know if Christopher likes this or not but let's 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 end with our football chat because it is <laughs> it is October so. <laughs> Uh, what is that old, remember that old publication, Sean, and I, we're dating ourselves because I mentioned this, Leonard's Losers. Do you remember that? Oh, man. I have not thought about that in a long <laughs> time. That was like a radio segment, too. It was. It yes. was a little, uh, it was a printed publication, but they did, they did a, they did a radio segment, too, and it's very popular. And yeah. as I recall, it was a little local. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know, how, I don't think it was national. It was kind of a regional type show, wasn't it? Like yeah, South- I remember it in Georgia. For sure. So yeah, um, yeah. Leonard's losers. And he's like, he's basically some good copywriting like, lessons just from that alone. Because he would use, you know, he never he he always described the two teams playing from their mascots. You know, the uh, the chickens from South Carolina, or the uh, the the fighting chickens from South Carolina. You know, he'd always use vivid uh, descriptions yeah. with the mascots come to visit those. Uh, you know, those hungry dogs from Georgia or something like that. But uh, I wish we could, maybe we could find some of that old stuff. That'd be good for, good for a copy segment. <laughs> oh, dude, like, let's see. There it is. They got a website. They, are they still around? Raise your pigskin IQ. Lizard, <laughs> Leonard's losers. Football prognostications. <laughs> Get well, your weekly load of smart pills here. Leonard has pat. I'm sure Leonard is 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 been put out to pasture, but they've got another replacement for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It may still be alive. I don't know if he's doing it, but yeah. um, it says in 2018 he acquired the trademark for the show and is currently working to build a larger base of radio affiliates in an effort to revive the Leonard Losers brand. Wow. Right. Or somebody, maybe somebody else bought it. So he um, would always say, "Who was the loser?" That was his kind of thing. That like the yeah. loser would be this instead of always predicting the winner. That was kind of right. interesting. Yeah. It's just a good, you know, good pattern interrupt. Right. That's right. Yeah. Different take. Yeah. He's got live picks for 2022. Here's wow. uh, Leonard's losers week nine. Yeah. I remember that's, listening to him on that on the radio back. I mean, that was like back man, in that's the eighties. <laughs> yeah. That's a throwback right there. <laughs> now I got to go listen to his, his, uh, <laughs> Losers for week nine. That's right. And you know what? You know, That's going to so draw simple. us yeah. back because what is it? Nostalgia playing the part, yeah. the, the power of marketing there. You know, nostalgia you know, is you, so powerful. You talk about hooks and angles and all those kind of things. And, you know, he's doing the same thing every other sports personality is doing. Yeah. But he he flipped it and, like you said, talked about the losers instead That's of right. the winners. That's exactly. But he's saying the exact same stuff. <laughs> He's just ending with, with who, and yeah. so who, who's going to lose? Who's going to lose? Right. That's, I mean, that's brilliant. Like sometimes in your niche, 
That could be all you need to do to differentiate yourself. That's right. Just talk about the same thing, but from the opposite point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm going to go binge on Leonard's. I know. For well, a while. I didn't even know they were still around. So now you got I me. I didn't either. I've forgotten all stuff. about them. My, part of my childhood has been restored. Thank okay. You. So quick, quick, ra- quick uh, recap of this Saturday is, uh, you know, Sean and I are degenerate college football fans. So we love yep. to uh, root for our dogs from Georgia. And yep. uh, we think they will just trash those pesky gators down in yep. in the uh, swamps of florida yeah by three touchdowns previously oh. known as the world's largest cocktail party that's right this will be in yeah exactly jacksonville which is the world's largest cocktail but they're not allowed to say that anymore for, yeah. uh, it's not on cbs <laughs> exactly so. we can still say it that's right so but now all stadiums are open open to alcohol, right? So That's it doesn't right. kind of lose its meaning. But now. there, I tell you, the alcohol flows very freely in Jacksonville <laughs> when those two teams yes. meet. So uh, every hotel's book <laughs> is a, it's a big deal for sure. So, yep. all right. Hey, hey, maybe the volunteers will uh, pull off another one, which would lead to one of the biggest games coming up next Saturday. in yeah. Athens. So we That'll shall be crazy. See. Yeah. So we're 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 pissing off a lot of people today. Uh, I know. talking football and beer. And uh, they, can, they can start. <laughs> they can start their own podcast. Just, just send me a link. I'll see if I like yours. <laughs> Absolutely. And that with that said, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you all next week. You can find us at persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms. That is Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. Um, what a tune in radio, you name it, we're there. And um, you can also reach out to us if you have questions or comments at uh, uh, persuasionbythepine at gmail.com. And uh, also, you can find our Facebook group over at Persuasion by the Pint. Just do a quick search for Persuasion by the Pint on Facebook. You'll find us there. Sean, it's been fun, man. We will yeah. uh, see you all next week. See ya.